0: God bless you guys if you haven't uh, seen already, uh, my name is Pastor AC, I am the NCC Forney campus pastor and I have the honor and privilege of being able to share the word of God with you this morning. So about 15 years ago, my wife and I got married, and uh, as we were engaged, one of my goals was that we would have a house before we got married, right? And so uh, I was living at my parents' house, I was scoping out the scene of real estate area of what was going on here in Mesquite, and I'm like, man, whenever we get married, right, right after our wedding, I want us to have a place that we can come home to and be ready to go. And so that was my mission, I was 22 years old, not really much experience on what to look for when it comes to a house. So I checked the house after house after house and I walked into 1729 Wheatfields here in Mesquite and immediately it caught my attention and I said, this is our house right here. Again, I didn't know much about houses or anything, but I knew that I liked this house because of its open concept, the white walls, all really things that should have been red flags like what is going on here, why are they covering up so much? So we ended up getting married, and uh, not long after, we realized that this house was a mess. There were so many different issues. Now, 2008 happens, and some of you remember 2008, right? The market crashed, and now we're stuck in this house. But we made it our home. 1,400 square feet, Debbie and I started, right, married. Then we had Esai, and then we had Nora, and then we had Fuzz. Three bedrooms, two baths. But the financial state that we were in was not a good place. And so as soon as the market got better and it recovered, we made a step and said, okay, what's our next step that we need to take in order for us to get into a better financial uh, financial place? And we went from a 1,400-square-foot house with three bedrooms, two baths, to a 900-square-foot house. Mind you, there were six of us now. Our family had grown. Three tiny bedrooms, and one bathroom, four ladies, one bathroom. Let me say that again, four ladies, one bathroom. Have you ever had to poop while someone is taking a shower at the same time? Never mind, but that's the kind of system that we had to figure out. We were uncomfortable. But our focus is on where we were going in the future and what we were moving towards. So we toughed it out, and we talk about it even now. I'm like, man, some of our best memories were made in that 900-square-foot house, right, where our kids were playing, and they couldn't run much, honestly. They ran from their bedroom to the living room, and that was it. It was a small house for the size of family that we had. But we knew that God was calling us out of our comfort zone in order to get into a better place. In Genesis chapter 12, there's this story where where Yahweh, God, has this conversation with Abram. And I'm gonna read a verse here, Genesis chapter 12, verse one. It says, the Lord has said to Abram, go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land that I will show you. Abram was leaving his comfort zone In order to be obedient to God and to go where God was calling him. Now stop and acknowledge a few things here before we continue. What it must have been like for Abram to leave his country, to leave his people and his father's household. This was definitely his comfort zone. He was leaving even his religion, and just an interesting fact, prior to this encounter that Abram is having with God, with Yahweh, Abram and his family worshipped idols. There was no previous encounter that he had with God. Let me prove it to you. Joshua 24, 2, you can go back and read this. It says, And Joshua said to all the people, Thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, Long ago, your fathers lived beyond the Euphrates, Terah, and the father of Abraham, and Nahor, and they served other gods. Abraham served other gods. This is his very first encounter that he's having with Yahweh. This was not an encounter that was normal to him. So in addition to Abram leaving his comfort zone, he's now having to step out in faith, not knowing exactly where to go. God didn't give him the plan and said, this is exactly what you're supposed to do, and this is the direction that you're going to go. He just says, go, and I'll show you. Hebrews 11 to 8 says, by faith Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. How many of you that love to plan, that's already driving you crazy right now? You're so structured, and you've got to have your plans, right? You've got to know how everything is going to work out. Can you imagine God just coming to you and just saying, hey, I know that you live in Mesquite, but I'm calling you to leave Mesquite. God, where am I going? Just start walking. I'll show you. Or you live in Forney, or you live in Pleasant Grove, or Dallas, or Heartland, wherever you live, and God just says, just start going, and I'll show you. Talk about leaving your comfort zone. Everything I'm familiar, I'm now asked to leave and step out in faith. And then you keep reading and God gives Abraham or Abram a promise. This is called the Abrahamic covenant that some of you may be familiar with. Look at the promise that he gives them. After he gives them the instructions to leave and he will show them where to go. He says, I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. I will make your name great. And you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and whoever curses you, I will curse. And all peoples on earth will be blessed through you. Can you imagine again, Abram, a known name, hearing God say that he would make his name great? Pretty exciting stuff. So, what do we gather so far from what we read? He only had two things number one, the knowledge of who was calling him, which was Yahweh. And number two, a promise from Yahweh to make him great and to do great things in his life. That's it. That's all he had. I believe that NCC has two things. We have the knowledge of who's calling us Yahweh, and we have a promise from Yahweh. Here's the promise that I believe God has given us clearly, and say it with me. It's on the screen. By 2025, we will make 1,000 disciples across three NCC campuses. That's the promise that we feel that he's given us. But what do we do once we've been given the promise? Where do we go from here? So the reality is this, is that we can get stuck with the promise if we're not careful. How many people go to the grave, guys, with God-given promises that they never saw come to pass? How many people live their whole life saying, one day I'm going to do fill in the blank. One day I'm going to step out and do this. And if we're not careful, we can become a church that tells stories about what could have been done and what we should have done. But we got stuck with the promise. People get stuck with the promise all the time. With dreams and ideas and things that they talk about one day doing. Why do people get stuck with the promise? Here's why. They never take Holy Spirit-led action. They never take Holy Spirit-led action. Today's uh, whole uh, Sunday is focused on one of our declarations, which is we move forward. Everybody say it with me. We move forward. God's promise should be followed by Holy Spirit-led action. It should be followed by Holy Spirit-led action. So when God gives you a promise, you now pray and you ask the Lord, Holy Spirit, what action am I supposed to take now? And you take that action. And I want to make sure that I emphasize Holy Spirit-led action. Why? Because you could be taking action that's not led by the Holy Spirit and simply go in circles. God's people, the Israelites, wandered in the desert for 40 years. Or you could take action that's not led by the Holy Spirit, and even worse, you end up in the wrong place. Some of y'all have some stories about ending up in the wrong place. You got ahead of yourself. You got impatient. God told you to wait, and you were like, nope, I want to go ahead and do it now. And God says, okay, I'm going to honor your request, but when you get there, remember that I told you to wait. And then we get mad at God. How did you allow this to happen? There were red flags all over the place that this was not the one person you were supposed to be in a relationship with. Come on now. There were red flags all over the place that this was not the wisest financial decision. I've got stories, let me tell you. But Holy Spirit-led action is what it's about. When our action is led by the Holy Spirit, there's evidence that we're heading in the right direction. Let me repeat that. When our actions are led by the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, there is evidence that we're heading in the right direction. And left and right, God has been confirming that we're meant to be in Forney. Let me just go back to what happened when we started this process. We drove around praying for God to open up doors for our next campus. We didn't know it was going to be Forney. Multiple Wednesdays, Pastor Aaron, my wife, and I would hop in a car, and we're like, hey, let's go have lunch at such and such city, and just walk around and pray and see what we feel the Lord is asking us to do. We felt like Abram in that moment. God, where are you calling us? I don't know. Just go. I'll show you. And I remember one Wednesday, we came back, and I was so discouraged because I'm like, God, I feel like nothing is, is, is clear, and we don't know where we're supposed to be, and And I remember driving through Forney and and feeling discouraged because I was looking at all the churches that were already there. And I'm like, surely this is not it. There's no way that God's calling us to Forney. There's plenty of churches already here. And I came back and I got down on my knees and I was just praying and I felt the Lord say this. I'm going to open up some doors so clear and all I need you guys to do is just walk through them. So I emailed Dr. Warren who is one of the principals at Warren Middle School in Forney. And she connected me with Brian, who is the facilities manager from all uh, Forney ISD. And Brian, along with the city of Forney, welcomes us with open arms and allows us to rent where we're going to be meeting in January, 20, uh, uh, January 22nd of 2023, which is the Forney Learning Academy. Let me show you a few pictures here. This is our team. A few weeks back, we were walking from Eno's Pizza. Shout out to Eno's Pizza because I love them. And that's another confirmation that God's calling us to that building because Eno's is right there. I loved Eno's before we got to that building. And then we spent some time, this is the, the where our main sanctuary is going to be. And we spent some time just walking around and just praying. I wish I could have recorded what God did that day. Because we left room and space for us to just hear his voice. And multiple people spoke up and God was confirming the same word that what was going to happen there on Sunday was going to go outside of just a Sunday service. But as students are meeting there during the week, because this is a school during the week, that the presence of God was going to fill those rooms. God confirmed that through that moment. Another way that God has confirmed that we're meant to be in Forney is when he opened up the doors for us to start our first community group. And I want to take some time. I'm going to ask them to come up. Zach and Jill, if you guys can come up real quick. Can y'all give it up for Zach and Jill Torres? <laughs> this couple right here has been such a blessing to NCC. You guys can come around unless you're going to play the keys and talk at the same time. You guys have been such a blessing to NCC. NCC. And I know that I've mentioned this to you and I've texted you and we've had conversations of me just thanking you over and over again of what you've done. I felt like another Abram moment when God was like, start a community group in Forney and I'm like, where? And I just started to take steps. And God had put you guys on my heart. And I remember when I opened up the opportunity, I said, hey, just pray about it. If you can't do it, that's fine. You guys were like, man, we would love to host you. We're in a season right now where we can't do much, but we feel like the Lord is saying this is something that you can do. And I know that sometimes it seems insignificant, but you guys are getting first row seats of what God is starting at NCC 40. And so we're so thankful for you, and I know that God is going to bless you guys for your obedience. So we've got a basket here with some of y'all's favorite snacks and drinks and stuff. So we love you guys so much. Thank you so much. Can y'all give it up for them one more time? Another way that God has confirmed that we're meant to be there in Forney is the relationships that have been established. We've been a part of a few community events already, the 4th of July event out there. We were a part of the first day of school in Forney. I think we've got some pictures here. And all we were doing, you guys, as students were coming up, is just high-fiving them. They didn't know, but I was praying over them as they were walking into those schools. And you could have seen in their face, some of them wanted to be there and some of them didn't, which is normal, Right? But we had some of our team at the FLA where we're going to be meeting. And currently, that's more of a disciplinary school. It's an academy that they're using for students that have gotten in trouble. And our team was there. You could see it in their face that they knew, hey, this is a year where I'm not too excited about because I've gotten in trouble and I'm here because of my bad decisions. And to be there to smile and just say, hey, welcome. It's going to be a great year. Again, opening, God opening doors. We've got the Trail of Treats event coming up on the 29th of October. And just about two weeks ago, uh, our very own student director in NYC Forny Hunter Brooks, was out at Warren Middle School with over 200 teens there. You guys can barely see them. He gave the word of God, Reese Kruckenberg led worship, and we fed the students donuts. Yeah, so it got pretty crazy. Look at them. That's a stampede going after the donuts right there. Over 200 students, you guys, God confirming that we're meant to be there. And Hunter shared the word of God with these kids right before they went into their classes. And then the most recent thing, again, a confirmation that we're meant to be there is when I showed you guys that first picture. We were walking around praying, and originally our plan is that we were going to use a few classrooms for NCC kids, right? And we were like, man, how is this going to work? Because we've got the teacher's desk, and there's stuff that they use throughout the week. We're going to have to get creative. But nothing is a mistake with God. And the person that opened up the doors that day said, hey, there's a building next door. Do you guys want to take a look at that and just walk over there? And we're all looking at each other and like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So we walk over there, and as soon as we walked in, we're like, man, this would be perfect for our kids' ministry. This was not on the agenda or the plan. And so I walked over to Ashley, I was like, Ashley, this would be perfect for our kids' ministry. It's already set up. Like little details that we were worried about this building already had. And I said, let's believe it. Let's be crazy and ask God for it. We never know what'll happen. And so I emailed Brian, our facilities manager, and I'm like, hey, I know this wasn't a part of the plan, but right next door, there's a building that we feel like would be even better for our kids' ministry. Is there any possibility that this could happen? And days went by, and finally he responds, and he's like, you know what? We can make it happen, and we're not going to raise your rent or any of that. Come on, guys. If that's not God confirming that we're supposed to be there, I don't know what is. See, when God promises, and we take Holy Spirit-led action, nothing and no one can stop it. Matthew 16, 18 says, And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So God tells Abram to leave. God gives Abram a promise. And then we read in verse 4, Abram's response. He responded. It says, So Abram went. As the Lord had told him, he moved past just receiving the promise into taking action led by God. We have a promise that by 2025, we will make a thousand disciples across three NCC campuses. It's time to take Holy Spirit led action. It's time to take Holy Spirit led action. We need people to commit to being a part of what God is going to do through NCC. Whether it's the greeters, or whether it's you setting up the coffee, or you're a part of our creative team, or you're a part of serving in kids, or you're serving with youth, or you're setting up and tearing down in Forney. Whatever it is, God is asking us to take Holy Spirit led action. See, we're not called to be spectators. And if you're new here today, that's great. Continue to attend. But at some point, we have to cross over from just showing up to church to being a part of what God is doing here at NCC. From contributing in some way. We need people to commit. Why? Because as we send leaders out to Forney, that means that people are going to have to step up here in Mesquite. For some of you, this Holy Spirit-led action means that you start giving financially here at NCC. You've been watching all the great things that God is doing. But when you start to sow seeds financially, whatever God puts on your heart, we can do even more with that, and we can expand even further with that. For some of us, the direction that God is calling us to to move in is stepping into the area that you said you're going to serve in, but you haven't done that yet. God told me to get uncomfortable with this message, being comfortable with this message being uncomfortable, because I know that it is. We love our comfort zones. See, God calls Abram to leave his comfort zone, listen to this, at the age of 75. When we just read that story, he was 75 years old. Two things that I can see from that. It's never too late. I know that some of us who are part of the older generation can think that's a young man's game or that's a young girl's game. No, we need you too. There's something about you uh, having a smile that when people walk up, your smile says, I've been through some things, but God is still good. Some of y'all, you're in an older generation, and you can love on these kids and these babies like no one else can. You have that heart. Or you're part of the older generation, but you can bring some wisdom to our students and say, Hey, I've been down that path too, and it didn't end up good. So God calls them to leave his comfort zone at 75. It's never too late. The second thing that I can draw from that is that a comfort zone had been clearly established. He was comfortable. 75 years old, God's not asking a 21-year-old to leave his comfort zone. This is someone whose comfort zone was clearly established. So we know that it was not an easy decision. There are comfort zones that have been established very well here at NCC. So much so that some of you got your Snuggie on, your slippers, and your favorite blanket, and you are comfortable when you come to NCC. I love receiving a message, and I love the worship music, but that's as far as it goes. Let's get them comfortable for just a second here. I want you to look at the person next to you and say, he's talking to me. Come on, say it with me. He's talking to me. Say, I've got a comfort zone, too. We all have comfort zones. See, in order to leave our comfort zone, we have to first identify what our comfort zone is. So that's my first question to you today. What is your comfort zone here at NCC? Is it this, that you've been a spectator but not participating in the vision that God has given NCC? Is it this, is that you've been saying, I'm going to serve in a certain area of ministry, but you haven't taken that step, whether you're young or you're older, Is it this, is that you believe in the vision that God has for NCC, but you're currently not uh, supporting financially? Is it that you've been given the same amount for years, but God has been challenging you the last year or maybe the last few weeks that you need to increase what you're giving? What is your comfort zone here at NCC? Ask yourself that question here real quick. The second thing that we need to ask ourselves is why are we leaving our comfort zone? Here's why. We don't want to be a church that tells stories of what God could have done and what he should have done, but I was too comfortable, and we were okay with the people that were showing up, but we never saw new people come to know Jesus. We never saw new marriages be restored. We never saw addictions continue to be broken. We never saw new kids walking through these doors that were loved on. We never saw students' eternities be changed because we were too comfortable. So we're leaving our comfort zone so that we're not that church. See, to stay in our comfort zone after God has given us a clear vision would be disobedience to him. It would be to say, God, you gave us a clear vision to spread outside of Mesquite, but we were too comfortable. We took a staff trip uh, a year or so ago. And this is in the time that I was praying about transitioning out of NYC student ministry to stepping into taking this position as the NCC 40 campus pastor. And one morning I wake up and I go to pray. And I remember feeling so like overwhelmed by the areas that I felt like I lacked in. The calling of God felt this big, but I felt like I was this small. And as I'm walking around, I started to identify that I was very comfortable. I love the leaders that I had at NYC, and I still do. I love the kids that were there, and I still do. I had a rhythm going. I'm comfortable. I'm happy, God. Why do you have to disrupt what you're doing right now? But I remember this feeling and just thinking this, is that my fear of regretting what could have happened was greater than my fear of stepping into the unknown. I know that some of you are there. The fear of regretting what could have happened and how God could have used you here at NCC is greater than stepping out into the unknown. What is your comfort zone here at NCC? And why are we leaving our comfort zone? And the last thing is this, what is the promise? The promise is this, we will see lives be transformed through the power of the gospel of Jesus as we step out of our comfort zone. We will see eternal destinations change as people surrender their life to Jesus. We will make people in places new through the transformative power of the Holy Spirit as we enter new communities. So here's our action step for this week. What comfort zone do you feel like God is asking you to leave? What's that comfort zone? And the second question is, what is your next Holy Spirit-led action step that you need to take? Is it serving in an area of ministry here at NCC Mesquite or Forney? Is it starting to support the vision that God has given NCC financially? What is it? I want to pray with you guys this morning if we can bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, we thank you, Jesus. We know that your presence is in this place. And before we continue, we're going to have a moment to respond here and a moment of reflection. I want to give you the opportunity that if you're in this place or you're joining us online right now and you know beyond any doubt that you do not have a relationship with Jesus. Let me share some good news with you real quick. But before I do that, let me share the bad news. The bad news is this, is that we have all fallen short. We have all missed the mark, we are all sinners. And the sin that we have in our lives separated us from a holy God who is no sin, who is perfect. But because God could not stand that separation, he sent the one and ultimate sacrifice, which was his son, Jesus, to die on the cross. He wasn't hanging on the cross because he had done something bad. He hung on the cross and died for you and died because we had done something bad. He took the penalty for our sin upon himself. And so what the Bible says is that all our sin can be forgiven. And we can spend eternity with God by this as putting our faith fully in the sacrifice of Jesus. Is making him our Lord and saying, I want you to be in control. I want to live for you. I believe that what you did on the cross was enough to cover every single one of my sins. I believe that that sacrifice gives me the forgiveness that I'm in need of, the grace that I don't deserve. And so if this morning you're saying, you know what, I know I don't have a relationship with Jesus, but I want to make that decision today. Again, whether you're in person or online, with everyone joining in, can you repeat this prayer? Say, Jesus, I give you my life. I surrender it all to you. I believe that your sacrifice on the cross paid for the penalty of my sin. Forgive me. Make me clean. And teach me how to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we give it up for those that are making that decision today for the first time? Listen, if you prayed that prayer, whether it's the first time or, again, if you're joining online, do us a favor. You can go to newcommunity.co forward slash connect track, and this is your next step right here. If you're wondering, what's my next step after praying that prayer, this is it. We want to teach you how to grow in your relationship with Jesus and walk alongside you. We're going to take the last few minutes here and just spend some time and just pray. What do you feel the Holy Spirit is asking you to do? What's that next step that you feel like you need to take? I told you we're going to get uncomfortable, right? Here's how we're going to get uncomfortable. Before you walk out, if we can put those links up there. We've got two links depending on where you feel God is asking you to go. We've got a link for anyone that wants to serve up, sign up for serving. So we can go back to the previous slide on our action steps. There we go, newcommunity.co forward slash serving. Take action. What is that area that you need to sign up in to start serving? This is that moment. Or maybe you're saying, hey, I want to start supporting financially. Let's do that. Go to newcommunity.co forward slash generosity. So we're going to we're going to uh, play just some uh, instrumental music here, some worship music, and uh, just asking you guys to pray and just respond as the Holy Spirit is asking you to do.